You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. And we're here for another episode of Geeks Pub. I'm Tim Robertson. I'm David Cohen. How are you this week, David? Yeah, I'm okay. Um, a bit tired. I'd spend the day in the hospital yesterday because my daughter had a suspected illness, which turned out to be nothing. Um, it was well, interesting. Well, it's not nothing. It's nothing serious. Yeah, nothing serious. Yeah, it, it could have been either appendicitis or an infection. It turned out to be an infection. So, well, it's nothing. It's nothing serious now. If it was two hundred years ago, this infection could have turned into a life or death situation. Yeah, that that's true. And you know, um, think, I, I look but, at stuff like that sometimes. People go, "Oh, it was nothing. It was this diarrhea killed more people two hundred years ago than almost anything." Yeah. Now we and take course, a little pink yeah. pill and we're fine. Yeah. Of course, as well. The uh, the other thing is that um, it meant going into hospital in the COVID situation, which is interesting. But they actually had that really well sorted now. Yeah, they do so, at my dentist. I told you that you know I had some dental work done, some pretty serious dental work. And, you know, before you even walk in the building, they're coming out to take your temperature and asking you some questions. And uh, Yeah, which it, is it, exactly what they did for us. And I like that, to be honest. Yeah. I want to, I'm not worried about me because I take my temperature every two days. And actually, my temperature is usually lower than the average human. I don't know what's up with that. Um, I'm usually under 90, like I've been at 96.6. 90, yeah, 97 you know one. Yeah, the, 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 I'd, so, I'd read something a, a, a couple of uh, a couple of months back that said actually they think that the average temperature we all we all use is wrong because it, when it was when it was um, when it was first taken the thermometers weren't as accurate as they are. They either weren't as accurate, and also the changes in temperature that everyone goes through during the day weren't really understood. Yeah. So um, you know, nowadays I find that. Unless, uh, I mean, they won't even talk about you being feverish unless it's like at least one and a half degrees centigrade above what the notional average is. Um, but this was one of the things yesterday is that Charlotte had had her temperature. So um, they were very cautious with us. They actually had a separate ward, which they put anybody, uh, even though it was A&E assessment, triage and all of that, they, they put them on a separate ward in a separate room for anybody who'd had a temperature in case it was COVID. Yeah. So they weren't mixing with other people. Good. Um, Except so, yeah, if you're which, one of those people that you don't have COVID, but you've got an infection like she does, now you're put on the ward with all the people with COVID. No, no, the, this this was this was the, yeah, but it, the, when it was a ward, it's all separate rooms. It's okay. not, um, you're not actually on a ward ward where you share. That was precisely the thing. Normally in accident emergency in the UK, you would go to a a set of those you've seen them on ER those set of those cubicles with the curtains that come yeah. around but you're not actually physically separated from the other people right. that's where you would normally go for accident and emergency but because of COVID they basically say anyone in temperature goes into a ward where we have separate rooms for everybody and um, and, and then basically you're kind of stuck and you can't go anywhere until they tell you you can go so you are completely isolated and I have to say um, I've never seen a hospital as clean as that and I've spent a lot of time in hospitals with my kids over the years, and um, the cleaning regime has really been amped up, which is, A, it's a good thing, but B, they should have always been like that, really. Hospitals <laughs> have always been really clean here in the U.S. Yeah, they're not here. They're not here. I know. They, they switched from... They switched from the nurses cleaning them about 25 years ago to contract cleaners, and the way contract cleaning goes, of course, is that you go to the contract cleaning with the lowest price and then you get the people who are the least interested in doing a good job and so you end up with lousy cleaning it's uh cleaning in hospitals always been a very serious thing here in the u.s 
I'm sure there are some older hospitals that aren't the best, but most of the hospitals that I've ever been in have always been exceptionally clean. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, let's, let's move on. Um, yeah. T- let's let's talk about some geeky stuff. This is um, let, let's stick with the COVID situation going on. This has kind of bothered me. There's a there's a move, new movie coming out called Tenet. And it's by Christopher Nolan. It looks very interesting. And let's be honest, Christopher Nolan makes great movies. No question. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say he's the modern day Steven Spielberg because I don't think that's quite what he does. But he does no, make blockbusters yeah. and, and they're the thinking man's movies for the most part. Yeah, they, they tend to. I mean, he's much more involved in the writing and creation process than just being the director. Correct. Uh, and selecting his project for a start. And yes, he does have stuff that tends to be it's either cerebral or even if it's popcorn entertainment it has it has a depth to it that many other movies don't have and obviously you know he's the, responsible for the batman uh, series the, the batman's the revised batman series um stuff like dunkirk which was uh, you know a, a very you know very different take i mean everyone praised um uh the the world war 1 movie we saw last year mm-hmm. i think what was that what was it 19 it was called 19 something anyway i never watched which was it. which was shot in real time or was shot as if it was in real time right, but, but it's I, not. I, it, well no it's not but it, it 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 presents an illusion that it is and it's very cleverly done and all of this sort of thing and they do skip forward by using you know people being unconscious and that sort of thing but it's a great to be honest with you i haven't seen it. it's a great great movie um but dunkirk actually kind of did something a little bit si- similar earlier in that they, you know, they they present, you present the whole story of Dunkirk from three people's viewpoints, and every time you see them, it's kind of moving in real time and interlinking between different people. It's very cleverly done. Yeah, I um, saw some of the again, CGI that they used to 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 do it, and it was really clever. Yeah, yeah, and it had it had um, uh, what's his name, the uh, guy played Bane. Yeah, uh, Tom Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy wearing a mask again and speaking through a mask, and that's always good entertainment. So, <laughs> so you know, I think he's he's done some really good movies. Inception, well, I thought was in, exceptional. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. And and another one, you know, I think he does movies that really stand up to repeated viewing. Interstellar so would be a good one to me. I think that yeah. was uh, that's one that people didn't seem to really like the ending. I thought the ending was perfect, exactly the way it should have been. Um, yeah, and well, I'm looking forward to Tenet, but here's my problem, and this is kind of a big problem for me. Um, Christopher Nolan is a firm believer of the movie-going experience. He still shoots a lot of his stuff on 70 millimeter. Um, you know, he's, he's he, done a lot of IMAX stuff. Yeah, yeah, he wants you to go to the movie theater to see it because that's how he makes his movies for the yep. movie theater, and I get that. That's cool. Except we're in the middle of a freaking pandemic and hundreds of thousands of people are dying. And he's pushing movie theaters to reopen as soon as possible so people can watch his movie. I have an issue with that. I think that that is amazingly irresponsible. Well, so here's the thing. And I've got a bit of a theme for this week's uh, this week's episode, really. Is, is it Christopher Nolan pushing it? Yes, he's done interviews. He's actually come out and talked in the press. He so does he, not want this movie to go right to video. Right. That's well. That's a different point. Yeah. Is he pushing for it to be released now? Yeah. Or is he just saying, 
whenever it's ready, I want it to be seen in the movies. Is it the is it the studios pushing it to really be released now, or is it the st- or is it Christopher Nolan himself saying I want it to be released now? I think they're on the same page. From everything I've read, I, it sounds I'm, like they're more on the same page. I am not so sure, and this is then what the problem is. It comes down to kind of bad reporting, really. Is that the the hook of these stories is that they want to get this movie out to theaters? Yeah, they then conflate that with they want to get the theaters open as quick as quickly as possible. Therefore, they want to get this this movie out to theaters as quickly as possible. And then you have the story of the theaters who really kind of want to reopen because they're not making any money. Correct. But they're terrified of putting off people by by making it look like they're gonna you know they're being irresponsible yeah and and the problem is is that is the way yeah i mean i mean look here we go here's a here's a headline that just kind of understates this this is from vulture and it says christopher nolan movies ranked by whether i'd risk my life to see them yeah that's yeah that's horrible it is horrible yeah I think and, the and, broader and the problem theme. is, is that I think they're going, oh, Christopher Nolan is really behind the cinema experience. You know, Christopher Nolan is pushing to have his his movie put out, you know, in the middle of a pandemic. Christopher Nolan is trying to kill everybody in the pandemic just for the sake of his movie. That's the narrative that's being put out there. And I'm just not convinced from the level of reporting I've seen about this because I've seen very few quotes from Christopher Nolan. And I've seen an awful lot of people saying, oh, you know, and it's certainly true that Tenet has had several release dates that have all been in the middle of the pandemic. Originally, it was going to be June, then it was July, and now it's August, and now it's September. And, um, you know, um, and, and, and certainly, you know, Nolan is clear that, as you said, he feels these these movies can't be can't be put straight to video. They have to be seen in a theatre. But whether he's pushing, um, or whether Warner Brothers is pushing, is just not made clear from these stories. And um, I think that's that allows you reporting, frankly. Well, that doesn't surprise me. But here's the thing, and here's the broader question: Is it is this the end of movie theaters? Uh, it depends how long it goes on for. However, well, here's the thing: for how long have we been talking? We can go years back on TechFan, where you and I have had brief conversations about video on demand and how you know it's it. We think forget putting the pandemic aside. We thought that that's a better way to enjoy movies for a lot of people. It's a lot less expensive. Yeah, uh, you're in the privacy of your home you can pause it to use the bathroom it's just a better experience and now with stuff like 65 inch televisions in 4k under 500 dollars um you're not getting a, a a substandard viewing experience at home and this isn't people watching on their phone they're watching on big screens at home with really decent yeah. audio so at what point is a movie theater just simply done because more and more people are going to say, you know what, I'm just going to wait till it comes out on video. That's been going on since the VHS craze started, and that didn't it, hurt the movie it, theaters. Yeah. But no, it, it has, and and no, it hasn't. I, I rem- it, well, no, it, th- that situation has been going on, and I remember right. very early on the movie theaters chains being concerned about the impact on viewing figures, and th- and certainly I think during the '90s there was a general steady decrease in 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 overall viewing figures they kind of turned it around towards the end of the 90s 
uh, and and really mid two thousands onwards, then it's exploded again because they've started doing good movies, movies that you know, well these big these big ticket popcorn movies yeah. that people really want to see. Um, now the 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 question uh, there's not uh, so to me there's no question that people enjoy going to see these big movies at theaters. Yeah, the difficulty is is that um, do they enjoy that experience so much that they're prepared to risk their health for it and and to me the question is independent of the movies themselves and is more about the movie theaters and what's going on at the moment basically while covid is is around you can't pack a movie theater and i don't think that's going to happen moving forward no, I, I completely agree with you. It's becoming clearer and clearer. I was, to be honest, it was clear to me right from the beginning. But certainly, the, what's been happening the last couple of months, which is a lot of uh, for various different reasons, whether they're economic, whether they're political, whether they're ideological, the, the right around the world, we've seen a phases of of countries that have done a lockdown and then have released lockdown. And some of them have released lockdown in different ways. Some of them have just basically ignored the problem and gone away, like in your country. Um, In my country, they've been kind of conservative and that sort of thing. But it doesn't matter where they've done it or how they've done it. In pretty much every country, no matter how they've dealt with COVID, as soon as they've released their measures, we've seen a bounce back of the virus, which is obvious because it's not gone away. And this is a contagious virus. And as soon as people start mingling more, then the virus spreads more. No matter what uh, what what controls you put in place, the, the only real way of stopping the virus from spreading is keeping people apart. So movie theatres face a problem because their business is packing people together. And I, I don't think, even if they, they had perfect mask compliance and with social distancing... Yeah, they would be able to get enough bums on seats on a regular basis for movies to be particularly viable. Um, and so the reality is, is that while this crisis continues to go on, and it's, to me it's becoming clear that this is this is a thing we're going to be living with for a few years at least, yeah, is can movie theatres operate in a way that, that they can stay open? And I don't think they can. I think the the... The mechanics of the movie industry, and look at the the reason they're pushing so hard for Tenant, I'm talking about Warner Brothers now yep. rather than Christopher Nolan, is because they've spent $200 million on it. Yep. A big chunk of that money is marketing, and they need to get it back, and that means they need to have this these kind of these big opening weekends with a long tail, and you can't do that under COVID. So I suspect what's going to happen is the longer this goes on, the more and more movie theatre chains are going to go to the wall because they just can't afford to operate without making any money. I think that it goes beyond that, um, because if there's a if there's a need, another company will step in and buy these theaters, and yeah. it'll be business as usual. And as a public who goes and watches these movies, we don't really give a crap who owns it. We really don't. Yeah. Um, I don't have a favorite movie cha- theater chain. I could care less who. I just want to watch the movie. Yeah. Um, I think what COVID more than the VHS, the DVD, and the beginning of the streaming has changed people's viewing habits. COVID really is changing people's habits. And I think they're going to get used to watching more of these type of things at home and not go to the movie theater. Even when there's a quote-unquote cure for COVID, 
I just don't think people want to go back to movie theaters. I think that. Well, yeah. I think that. I think it's done. You know, I, you're going to see it for the I, next yeah. couple of years, but from this point on, the movie going experience is all going to be about streaming. That's what people well, want, yeah. and the movie theaters are going to have to adapt. I think. I think it's it's a little bit more complicated than that. I th- I I personally think that the cinema industry and the movie industry has always overrated the movie going experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's only th- recently think- that it's got pretty good with the reclining seats and you can get beer and alcohol in some of oh, them. Not and- only not only that. I mean for 20 30 years we have watched movies in all sorts of places and very few times do you see a movie on the back of a screen on an aeroplane. Or before that, even I remember watching movies as a kid on on aeroplanes on a projection screen yeah. at the front of your section. Yep. It was a lousy experience. Absolutely. But most of the times, pretty much all of the times, after you'd seen the movie, well, I've seen that. You no, know, very few people went. Oh, you know, now I need to go and see in a proper theatre. Mm-hmm. And we've watched we've watched edited movies on TV. We've watched pan and scan. We've watched them on crappy VHS. We've watched them on bootleg VHS. We've w- watched we. Some of us have even watched movies that have been recorded at the back of a theatre in the Philippines by a guy with a camcorder and downloaded it off the internet. Yeah. Yeah. And people are prepared to watch movies in all sorts of lousy places with lousy sound and lousy pictures and go, yeah, I've seen that now, you know? And, and, and I think that's part of the problem is that, is that movie theaters have tried to try to create this um, idea of a premium experience. And I think in a lot of people's minds, it just doesn't exist. People go to the movie theater, not because they want the experience of the movie in that environment it's because it's a day out. It's a night out. Yep. Yeah. It's a date. They can go and have dinner with with a, a partner or a friend or whatever, and then go and see a movie. It just gets them out of the house. Now the thing is, at the moment, a lot of us don't want to go out of the house. Yeah. A lot of us don't want to go and mix with other people. And then, as you say, we can watch movies anywhere we want now. Plus, as well, the last few months, because it, you know, Tenet is the first virtual big new re- new movie release we've had for months yep there's there's maybe been maybe two or three which have gone straight to streaming everything else has just been old stuff yeah and people have discovered there's an awful lot of old stuff they haven't seen and they've been watching that and also they've got the competition from tv streaming um which is Netflix, better than it's ever been yeah which yeah exactly and some people i think i, I, I count myself among this actually i find that i would prefer to watch uh, a few episodes of a streaming TV show than a movie. Because, you know what, streaming TV show, you can always stop and come back to it, yeah, and you can kind of pick up what, what's going on in the plot from where you are, because there's, there's probably about another three, four episodes to kind of move the plot along. Whereas with a movie, if you don't sit down and watch it continuously, I, I hate pausing a movie in the middle and then having come back to it, having to come back to it later. So I tend to avoid the movies for that reason. You know, I, I, sitting down to watch a movie, which might be two, two and a half hours, to me is a bigger time commitment than watching 45 minutes of a TV show. I agree with you. Yeah? So, But that is I, how I, I watch, watch most movies now. I'll watch, especially if it's a, an adult-themed one that I don't need to be playing on my computer around coal. Um, you know, I'll start watching it after they've gone to bed. But that yeah. only gives me about an hour before I'm going to bed myself. That's so exactly then I'll watch yeah. it, you know, maybe another half hour, 45 minutes in the morning and then finish it the next night. 
Yeah, but uh, you see, I just personally, I don't like doing that. I don't like breaking movies up like that. I'd rather watch them in one sitting. But there's the problem because, yeah, if you've got if it's an if it's an adult movie and you've got kids in the house, you know they're up till nine nine thirty at night, and then like you say, as old guys, gets past. 10, 30, 11 o'clock, and we start thinking, wow, I'm tired. I'm not sure I can stay up to the end of this. Exactly. But um, I think the other thing as well is that, is that you know, to go out to a movie, to take that exactly that same scenario, to go out and see an adult movie that you can't take the kids to, that means you've got to find a sitter. Yeah. You've, you've got to find somebody. That's another um, COVID bubble that you've got to deal with, quite apart from the people you're going to be sat in the, in the movie theatre with. You know, and that, and then you add on all the old things that haven't gone away, which is the the cost, the parking, the travel, all that sorts of stuff as well. It, it increasingly becomes less and less attractive, and COVID is just another thing that kind of got in the way, dings off the movie yeah. experience. To go, why should I bother with that? So, do you and think th- that long term this is going to be the norm? You're going to see more and more stuff released to streaming and less and less to theaters until theaters are. Very few and far between. Well, I think what what's going to happen is, is this is not going to be a sudden process. It's going to be a, a slow death process. I agree. I still believe that movie chains are going to go under, right? They've got huge overheads. A lot of them are playing, paying rents. Many of them are, are also paying... Um, Staff. Paying bank, paying bank off, off bank debts for their buildings right. and that sort of thing. Yeah, they can lay off, they can furlough their staff, but ultimately they've got big empty spaces that need to be generating money. I don't. You, you said, "Oh, other companies will step in." I don't think they will because I don't think anybody's going to want to step in and take that business on. I do. I until think things change. I think it'll be the theaters or the uh, production places themselves, a Warner Brothers, well, yeah. or Disney. Well, yeah, but does does Warner, Warner Brothers is also not making money at the moment? So, do they want to take on a massive debt of of a chain of movie theaters that? At still point is open ended about when they're going to be generating real money. I could see a lot of these buildings going to the wall the chains going to the wall the buildings might sit there empty and then somebody might buy them in a year or two's time but i don't think there will be immediately be people lining because the movie theaters the the movie companies ultimately they all they want to do is make money off their movies they don't care how they do it if they can't do it through theaters they'll find another way through streaming and that sort of thing setting up their own services and all of that they will adapt the problem with the movie theater changes they can't adapt because the situation we're in prevents them from adapting. Yeah, they can't reuse the spaces because to generate money off the spaces, they have to have people in there. And at the moment, a lot of people aren't going to aren't going to bother. There's always going to be some who don't care. Yeah, but I don't think there's enough of those to sustain a business. And I, and I think what's going to happen is you're going to see a long decline as these companies try and stay afloat. They will try certain releases. They will try different ways of serving their product in a way that's that's safe or in a way that, that is deemed to be safe by their customers. Um, but I, I'm not sure any of that is ultimately that is sustainable. So it's going to be a long, slow ride down. And eventually a lot of these companies are going to disappear. And the problem then is, so let's, let's give it, let's give it a lifetime of 18 months. I think 18 months is probably the most positive aspect people seeing of maybe perhaps a virus coming out and being dis- uh, uh, vaccine coming out and being distributed this virus assuming that we can find a vaccine and and it works and we can get it in into people's bodies we're probably looking at 18 months so the question then is can movie theater chains sustain as they are today over the next 18 months 
long enough to then come back and start making money again. My suspicion is not, and I don't think the movie companies are going to wait that long either. I think they're going to say, in the next six months ago or so, they're going to say, we need to get our products in front of people and movie theatres is not the way to do it. So we're going to have to do something else. 100%. And then then you've got not only the public not going to theatres, but then you've got the distributors of the product that theatres rely on working actively against them. And that will probably be the death knell of a lot of theatres. You know, know? it wasn't too long ago that Warner released uh, Trolls World Tour. That was supposed to go to theatres and they just released it digitally. And quite a few movie theatre chains said, we're never going to show Warner Brothers films again. Bullshit, you're not. Don't don't bluster (laughs) like that. You're so full of it. Um, now, yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, this this could be just a short-term situation because probably what will happen is that uh, once the virus is gone or is dealt with, then movie theatres will start up again, but they will have to start slow. They will have to be small chains, and it will probably be 10 years before we get to back to where movie theatres were before I don't, started. I don't think it'll ever get back to where it was. I think that well, it, it the, may the or idea may not. We'll of what the see. movie theatres are is going away and yeah. i'm not sure that's a bad thing to be honest i, I re- quite honestly i would rather watch <clears throat> very few exceptions to this rule i'd rather watch it at home on my big tv or sitting in front of my computer which as close as i am to my computer it's bigger than the movie theater yeah um than going to a theater julie hates yeah. going to theater she's always cold in the theaters always yeah the food is too expensive um, you always, not always, but you often get one asshole who doesn't know how to shut the F up. I mean, I've yeah, told stories well, on TechFan about, yeah. you know, getting nasty with people and tell them to shut up because they yeah. keep talking. Hey, shut up. Or they're, or, or, or the, this is yeah, this, this. Or worse now. You've got the visual pollution of the person who won't stop checking Facebook during the movie. No, so I've seen that one not... going away, but this is what I still have. Yeah. yeah. No, no. But yeah, but then. Like, say, you're in a, you you're in a dark room and then out the corner of your eye there's a bright light and it's because somebody's looking at their phone yeah. and because they had a message and they felt it in their pocket and of course when you get a Facebook message or you get an iMessage you can't possibly leave it until later to respond to yeah you absolutely have to respond straight away and they'll be sat there on their phone for like five ten minutes great big bright light shining in their face yep. kind of ruining your peripheral vision yep. so I yeah, think and there's been several times dead. I've gone over and said can you put the phone away yeah the, the movie theaters are dead. They're not coming back. It's not like the 1980s, you know, when you and I were coming up and going to watch uh, The Empire Strikes Back. It is for our, our kids. This is their... they love My kids love going to movie theaters. Yeah. But they love watching the movies themselves. And it's almost me and the kids always, and occasionally Chad Perry will come, but Julie never does because she just doesn't enjoy going to the theater. So we don't even, yeah. I don't even ask her if it's a new Marvel movie. It's me and the kids. Yesterday, yeah. uh, Facebook showed me my, you know, this day and blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah. six years ago, 2014, there's pictures of little Cole and Brooke at the theater watching Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. You know, what a great memory. I don't remember yeah. watching it in the theaters. Neither do they. They remember watching it at home multiple times. But yeah. It was fun, but it's and then the conversations afterwards. What'd you think of that? What was your favorite part? Which character did you like? Dad, that was cool when they did this, this, and this. I like those things, 
but it probably cost me fifty dollars yeah for us to go see that movie with the popcorn because they both had a great big jug of popcorn they had a soda you know the movie ticket themselves it's it's not an inexpensive day out and then it's only an hour and a half two hours long and then you got to sit there through the previews which you've already seen because you've watched them on your computer already um and then you know let's go to the snack bar that sort of thing and then yeah. the warning keep your phone it it's ugh i just want to yeah. i just want to watch a freaking can i just watch the movie please i know and then and then when you come out you have to go into the world's most disgusting bathroom yes because you had all that drink yep yeah before you head home and then you've got to get in the car and head home and if everyone's coming out of the theater at the same time then you've got a line to get out of the car park and there's an awful lot of things that are really quite unattractive about the movie experience yep. for us we found that there's a there's a uh, a chain of cinemas here called view the ones that you, you know, that were actually talked about in this um, article this article you had about masks being mandatory in uk, UK movie theaters yeah so the good thing view did a lot probably about three four years ago is they basically reduced their prices from the ridiculous the, there was one chain here in the uk called odeon who'd been been around for absolute ages and they were the ones who had high prices and then started doing things where oh if it was a big a, what they class a big movie like a marvel movie yeah they would charge you extra to see it in yeah. the first two weeks yep. yeah and it was like 14 15 pounds a ticket it's yeah. getting off nearly 20 dollars. it's ridiculous yeah and, and and we we just couldn't do that now view dropped their prices to basically five pounds a ticket all day every day yeah and and that made it much more attractive um, sustainable and affordable yeah, to go and see a movie. Yeah. But, um, you know, the actual experience itself was no better. Yeah. So you, you've still got all those same, pro- same problems. Even the ticket price comes down. And let me tell you, the, um, the, uh, con- the, 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 you know, the concession stand was still as expensive as ever. Oh, and plus, by the way, to save some money, what they did is they stopped having a, second, a, a separate ticket selling point. No, yeah. a lot if of them did that. If you wanted to buy a ticket, you had to line up with the people who were buying popcorn and cola. Yeah, which makes which, it even longer. Well, it will not not need to make it even longer. It's just you, that makes it more difficult unless you order ahead to turn up just before the movie starts because oh, no, you're going to miss the beginning of the movie. No, you don't. You still got twenty minutes because they no, show no, all the stupid previews and all that. Crap. Yeah, but you but know, but yeah, but sometimes I, I those those queues can be very long as well. Yeah, I think it's dead. I don't think it's coming back. Um. Nostalgia part of me wants to say, wants to lament the fact that it's going away, but I can't. I, I think it. I think it was an awful experience, too often. Sometimes I would go to the theater and we were there was a, there was five other people in the whole thing, and that was awesome. Of course, yeah. the movie theaters don't think that, and definitely the 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 studios don't think that. But we thought it was awesome because oh look, there's nobody here. This is awesome. We get to yeah. watch this movie in relative quiet and. Um, and I think people are a lot less likely to be rude when there's not very many people in there as opposed to 300 people in there. But all that being said, good, let it die. Well, yeah, I'm ready for it to go We'll have knock-on effects as well. Um, and these are also interrelated. And, you know, I mentioned dates. The, the problem is, is that there's a lot of restaurants around movie theaters, and and they they will suffer as well from a double whammy. You know, people not coming to the theatre means that they won't be coming in to eat. Plus, as well, they they also have their own overheads about safety and not having too many people in and taking names so they can be tracked and all of that sort of thing too. Uh, and that's going to make 
um, that's going to make running restaurants harder because you you got fewer people coming. Well, but you know it, that that unfortunately is the nature of where we are now. Yeah, it, it, everything and, and, is and changing. Yeah, we're living in a society where it's just more difficult for groups of people to get together. Yep. And society's going to have to adapt unless that changes. The good restaurants will find a way. Yeah, because but there's also a lot of those. chain restaurants that are going to go because a lot that's, of those movie theaters so have chain restaurants around that's, them. That's not so bad, though. No, yeah. I mean, if we have a choice to go to a restaurant, we, we want to go out and eat somewhere, and we're going to plan it out. I almost always pick somewhere that's not a, a big chain restaurant. It yeah. used to be, and this was before our time, but it used to be if you drove from one side of the, the U.S. to the other, you'd there was no big highway systems, you know? Yeah. Um, and you would find all these great restaurants, and they were all different, and there was different tastes in different parts of the country, different types of food. It was a truly a great experience. And now it's a Burger King, Taco Bell, McDonald's, and Subway at every off-ramp on every single highway. It's the yeah, same the, food yeah. that you can get coast to coast. The problem is, is you know, there's a lot of jobs in those places. And um, they're all going to disappear very quickly. And that's going to be tough. It's yes. going to be tough for society. Uh, only briefly. You know? Because here's the thing everyone seems to... Everyone wants to talk about how bad it is. People are going to lose their jobs. Yes, they will lose their jobs, and then they will get a different job. That's the thing about the human race. We find a way to replace one thing with another. Yeah. You know, automation and in manufacturing is huge right now, and yet I don't see millions of people out of work because of automation. Yeah. We and, adapt. And, and that's we with, change. That's with bigger. That's with bigger populations than we had. 15 20 exactly. years ago we we yeah. always find a way that's why i'm never too worried long term it's just a short term ouch that people are going to go through and i get it yeah. it sucks but yeah well you've been you let's face it you've been there you've been out I of have work been. and yeah we're pretty resilient as a species when it, look no i don't care how rich you are nobody wants to see hundreds of thousands of million pe of people out of work with no money Something will always happen. A new industry will pop up. Something will change, and those people will have jobs again. That's just the nature of things. Now, yeah. sometimes it can devastate a community, and the community can't seem to pull itself back. Uh, Flint, Michigan is a prime example. When GM pulled out of Flint, it devastated that that community, and they've never recovered. They never have. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the, the reasons that Flint didn't recover, and I know from people who live there, is they just simply wallowed in self-pity and kept pointing the yeah. finger and how dare you and we help build your company. And But nobody in that community really stepped up to, to bring it back to what's the next thing. Um, and you have to have leadership that's going to do that. And if you don't have it, it can really hurt for a long time. But I digress. Yeah. I think that the movie theaters should go away uh, as they are right now. There still needs to be some for the great big things, but I, I have no desire to go to the movie theaters. Zero. Yeah. And then this whole thing with masks are now mandatory in all UK movie theaters, which doesn't matter because now they're all closed again. But <clears throat> still, who the hell is going to go to and sit and watch a movie with a mask on? So the so let me give you some local perspective on this. So the reason the reason this is mandatory is because effectively the government here has been pussyfooting around this issue for some weeks now about 
making masks mandatory. Uh, and eventually, last week, as a result of the fact that uh, it was becoming clear that we, that we were starting to spike back, they basically said any indoor public place, shops, whatever, now you have to have a mask on. Compliance is probably uh, probably 85%, I would say, from what I've seen, which hopefully is enough. Um, we are starting to see a few of the militants here now going, you know, uh, particularly around schools. There's a stu- there's a lot of the misinformation that, that ca- that's been going around the states about uh, about making kids wear masks in schools when the schools go back in September. That's, you know, oh, it reduces your oxygen levels. Which it doesn't. It's bad for your mental health. Well, to, to anybody who says that it reduces your oxygen levels, I would like to ask, if you go to have a heart transplant and you have a <laughs> set of surgeons who work for nine, ten hours straight with masks on to move a heart, uh, a new heart into you, do you want them wearing masks or not? Because I would imagine if you can do that job for eight hours straight with a mask on, there's probably no problem with the oxygen level. And I don't believe they hear many voices either, so there's probably not much with your mental health on that either. It, 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 so, it, 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 here's the thing. Every time you see an anti-mask militant out there, and trust me, you have no idea. Um, (laughs) You have no idea in the UK. Come to the United States for a while. Um, It really comes down to one thing. They won't say this. I don't want to. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want people people telling me what to do. Oh, it's less than that. It's just that I don't like wearing it. It's not, I don't like it. I don't, yeah. and you can't tell me what to do. Yeah, really? Yeah, you wear a seatbelt when you get in your car. Yeah, oh, okay. well, yeah, but but that's a good example. Look how long it and how how resisted that was, and how long it take for it for it to become become the norm. Yep. And even when all the laws came in saying you had to do it, there was still a hardcore of people who refused. Now most of those people have died out often because they went through their windscreen. Yep. So. You know, um, the best the best meme I saw about this is um, from the end of Return of the Jedi. Have you seen that one? So so Luke's dragging Darth Vader oh, to yes. the shuttle. Yeah, and he's lying on the floor. And and um, you know, obviously in the movie goes take my take my helmet off so I can see with my my own eyes for the first time. So the meme goes, uh, Luke, take my helmet off. And Luke goes, but you'll die. <laughs> and then Darth Vader goes, yes, but I have a letter from my lawyer. I have rights. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I've been watching a lot of Karen uh, videos lately. Can you tell? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ugh. You would think. I, I I think anybody without a mask, yeah, then everyone else in the store should surround them and stop coughing on them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because they believe, they believe they're immune. So, well. You know. I even heard somebody, I went to the store the other day and there was, there was this very rough looking woman who'd been you know shopping without her mask and then she was stood outside smoking a cigarette and she was shouting at the top of her voice to her friend about so he he folded his arms and looked at me like i was some sort of evil person right (laughs) and then she said this is a great line she said besides if everyone else in the shop's wearing a mask why should i have to wear one surely everyone's safe then yeah i I like there's a new name for those kind of people Mask holes. <laughs> yeah, mask holes. That's a good one, yeah. <laughs> Look, I, you know, I, I deal with the public all day long. I sell cars. I don't okay. go for test drives with people. Um, and I spend very little time in very close proximity. But I always wear a mask now. Always. You know, if I'm sitting in my yeah. office by myself, no, I'm pulling the mask off, of course. 
Yeah. But if I'm near anybody, the mask goes on. Is well, it comfortable? Is it yeah. uncomfortable? And is it hot and sweaty this time of the year? Absolutely. My yeah. my wife's washing my washing my masks because I've got a couple of them all the time. Yeah. But you just have to do it. There's well, no I, debate. There's no yeah. Anybody well, who well, wants well, to the, argue the about it is an idiot. The the situation, as far as I'm concerned, because I'm sure we have listeners here who are probably sitting here thinking you guys talking a load of crap and masks aren't necessary and the science isn't there and why should i have to do it and everything look i respect your opinion i don't i absolutely respect i no, absolutely I, I do. do not every no everyone has has a right to their own opinion but that doesn't Whether mean i, I have agree to respect with it, or not. it i don't but, respect it well i respect people's right to have their opinion that's part of free speech however what i don't respect is people's it, what they feel is their entitlement yes. to not do what in, what society is saying you have to do. Yep. Right? Because that, that is anarchy. That is, you know, these things are, have a, they're not guidance. They are, they've been made the law. Anybody and listening. if it's the law, you have to do it. Any, and and you can disagree with it. You can find it uncomfortable. You can think it's not fair. Yeah. You still have to do it. It's the very least you can do in the middle of what is the biggest crisis we've ever faced on this planet. So, um, you know, well, the dinosaurs would disagree with that, but, um, yeah, but they, they, they weren't wearing masks. They wouldn't wear masks. Yeah, you see the dinosaurs would be here if they wore masks, people yeah. look, yeah. We, I just, I just effectively fired someone from the MyMac podcasting network on this reason. He was posting, uh, anybody wearing a mask. This was on Facebook. Anybody mm-hmm. wearing a mask is akin to the Jews getting on, uh, the rail cars. And that was the, this person had already been skating yeah. a very thin line with me to begin with. But the moment I saw that he was done, he was yeah. not going to podcast on this network ever again. Um, mm-hmm. that was so offensive. I'm not Jewish. You are. And I was, I had a fire. <laughs> I was so, yeah. oh, I was pissed. Uh, so that person is just gone and done. Uh, he's a fanatical idiot. So he's out yeah. of the network for good. Um, that being said, I don't respect your opinions. If this is proven science, um, I, I, there is no law that says I have to respect your free speech. You could say whatever you want and you have the right, but you don't have the right to come into my living room and say the same thing. Uh, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, so, yeah. I, well, I respect the fact that you have the right to have an opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's the only part that I respect because I'm a big, big free speech advocate. But businesses don't have to respect free speech. Places like Facebook doesn't have to respect free speech. That's what a lot of people don't seem to get. I could come in this door. You're you're trampling on my rights. Your rights stop at the front door of our business. We have the right to refuse you. You're not wearing shoes. You can't come in here. You're not wearing Uh, a shirt. You can't come in here. You're not wearing a mask. You can't come in here. And, and there's an awful lot of anti-government thinking behind this thing, saying, you know, government should be able to tell this. You know, it's fascist for governments <laughs> to have to tell me what to do. But, you know, it's fascist the other way around yes. if you are criticizing people for doing, for complying with the norm. Well, here's yeah. what gives me, you know, I, I'm not a, I'm not a gun, gun guy at all. <clears throat> I'm just yeah. not. Now, do I own a gun? Yes, I have a 12-gauge shotgun. Uh, I traded it for uh, a speaker many years ago, bought around about a box of ammunition, 
uh, Julie and I thought it might be fun to go shoot this thing. We've never done it. This gun yeah. has never been shot. Um, it's never even been loaded. But we have it. I didn't go out of my way to buy it, but we own it. So why do we own it? Is it for protection? No. Uh, it, it just seemed like it'd be fun to go shoot this thing. She had never yep. shot a gun like that before. And it's been 25 years since I've shot a gun. Yeah. So we have this gun, but I'm not a pro-gun type of guy. I'm just not. Um, I think that it's way too unrestricted, to be honest. But the law is the law. Yeah. But you get these militant guys, like what happened in Michigan when the whole face mask thing started and the lockdown started, and these... Uh, guys would come in their pretend military gear because they think they're all Barney badasses. Yeah. And they're all standing around the, 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 the Capitol with their automatic weapons. Um, what do you think would have happened if it would have been a Black Lives Matter movement and they a whole bunch of black people showed up with guns at the Capitol? That would be interesting. Yeah, it wouldn't have been the same response. I can guarantee you that. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, and again, what do these guys think- say? They always say the same thing. They're they they're like this because of the government. They're they're going to yeah. protect the our rights from the government. And yet, the federal government sends a whole bunch of uh, secret police to a city who starts snatching people off the road in unmarked cars and kidnapping yeah. them. Do I see all these guys with all their automatic weapons going to Seattle to protect? Oh no, they're not. Huh? Well, that's yeah. That's interesting. Well, we, uh, a bunch I of think, cowards. I think. I think when they say they want to protect people from the government, they they want to protect certain types of people from the government. Yeah, exactly. They're yeah. they're uh, and that, that's yeah, they're what bothers right. me. And it's the yeah. same people who are saying we don't have to wear masks. It's the same mentality. I just want people to to get along. I'm not saying we all have to have the same views. In fact, quite honestly, it would be a boring world if we did. Yeah, but. I do want people to have the respect for their fellow citizens that they are going to wear a mask because you don't know if you have the infection or not. Yep. You don't know. You might. You just don't show any symptoms. Yeah. You know, and you don't know that the other people, do you, do you really want to be around all these people that aren't wearing masks? Because guess what? They could be infected and they could yep. infect you. So it's but, the least yeah, we could again, do until we have they a believe cure. This narr- they believe this narrative that the, the COVID itself is no big deal and it's been blown out of proportion, which, you know, would be would be fine, if, except all you got to do is look at the death figures. Yep. Yeah. Not every single one of those people who's died is some old guy who had it coming anyway. Right. Which is which is the attitude, I think, from a lot of people. It's like, oh, well, they're just old people. They were, you know, uh, the, if, it, if, I if call that was going to kill him or something else was. Those are that's such a ghoulish attitude. Okay, it's terrible. Well, it's I work with somebody terrible. that's like that. He he yeah. is a massive Donald Trump supporter, which is fine, except he doesn't face reality. Yeah. Uh, you know, he has an excuse for everything Donald Trump does, and Donald Trump is not a racist, according to him, even though you show him tweets, and he's like, well, that's not what that meant. Yeah, that's exactly what yeah. that meant. <laughs> it, it, you know, you, you know it, it just drives me crazy. And I respect his opinion. Uh, the fact that he can have his own opinion and then in this country you get to vote for who you think would be the best leader i am going to disagree with you and you're going to disagree with me that doesn't mean that we're enemies it does not mean that we can't be friends we just generally don't talk about politics because we're not going to agree that's fine that's fine and and the thing is is that 
it's not only is it bad enough that you shouldn't you, that you should be able to disagree without having an argument about it is that you certainly shouldn't feel the need to back up your position by wandering around with an assault rifle and in, in, in effectively by wa- wandering around with a loaded assault rifle yeah you are trying to intimidate other people right i don't have yeah. a problem with people owning guns responsibly yeah. But when you take your your gun, strap it on your back, and go to the state capitol, you're not being responsible. You're trying to be confrontational, even though almost all of these guys, if they didn't have their gun, would be a great person probably. You'd probably like them. They'd be personable, nice. But the moment they do that, in in my opinion, they're crossing a line. And I don't like people who bully others. I just don't. Yeah, well, well, that's uh, that's absolutely what it comes down to. And and the people who who, who are... Walking into stores without a mask, they are trying to bully. Yes. They're trying to create a confrontation. That's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, and it's not nice. Yeah, it's really not nice. Whatever your opinions are, yeah, it's not nice. If you don't want to go into stores without a mask on, don't go into the stores. Right. Yeah. It's a Shop online. That. Yeah. Tell me you a know, couple of things just, you cannot get online that you have to go. Maybe medicine. You know, a prescription. Yeah. But that's right. But if you've got to go and get a prescription, will it kill you for 15, 20 minutes to wear a mask? Well, if you need a prescription, yeah. that means you're not healthy about something. So you should yeah. be even more cognizant of the fact that there's a pandemic going on. Yeah. What happens if you need your prescription for hydroxychloroquine? Yeah. Because you think you might have COVID. Yeah. If, if you're that much of a radical, please take that drug, yeah. by the way. Please. <laughs> it works, yeah. people. Go ahead. Take no, it. Well, no. Well, yeah. The problem is it you're then taking it off the people who really do actually need it for people for whom it actually does treat a disease. But from malaria, yeah. But anyways, yeah. We're we're sh- let, we, we're letting our very liberal bias show through. Which, uh, yeah. But you, you know. know what? That's free speech as well. Well, you know? to a certain extent, I like, agree well, with your opinion. I agree with your opinion, but that doesn't mean I have to respect it, David. Ex- yeah, I understand <laughs> what you say. I, I I certainly do. And you know what? This is this is Geeks Pub. This is where we sound off well, about the things our, we want to sound is, off about. We, so we this, is our, this is our place. Right. So, if you disagree, you, know. you can send us feedback. And I'll yeah. even read it on the mail as long as you're not a dickhead about it. Yeah. But that being said, it's time to move on to the giant Gundam robot. <laughs> so that has to be the world's most perfect segue. That's right. <laughs> so I saw this, I, and I saw it from... Um, IFL science, IF and love science. By the yeah. way, I don't know if you have that bookmark, but I hit it probably once every couple of weeks. It's a great website. Yeah. Um, and I just love that they they present it that way. You know, it, yeah. it unath- it, it, an enthusiastic embrace of science. And, and also, you know, they like the um, they like the uh, the weirdest stuff. Hold on a second, they've David. Got a, they've got a headline here. Scientists no, have identified on, the on. offending enzyme which causes BO smell. Yeah, well, there. I'm, I'm going to read that straight after we finish recording. Well, yeah. Right. Well, go ahead and read it now because I have to step out for one second. I'll be right back. So go ahead, David. We'll talk about the Gundam okay. robot here in a second. All right, then. So um, they say, our bodies are amazing, but fortunately, animals with strong sense of smell were not always delighted with the olfactory signals they put out. Uh, and now, 
I always I always find this this strange because I don't think humans actually have that great a sense of smell. I wonder what the other the rest of the animal kingdom feels about our particular unique scent, especially as we now mask it with all sorts of chemicals and and what have you. But anyway, um, this story goes on to the uh, new research published in the Journal of Nature has pinpointing the offending enzyme that causes body odour. Our bodies are covered in bacteria. Only a few of these have been associated with smells. Uh, Scientists from the University of York, in collaboration with Unilever, the big chemical company, have discovered a BO enzyme that is found only within bacteria linked to odorous armpits. So this is the interesting thing, is that body odour is caused by bacteria consuming our sweat. That's what makes it, which is why if you, if you, you know, if you wash regularly, um, uh, if you've just come out of the shower, suppose you come out of the shower on a hot day. Yeah, you go and have a shower to cool off and come out. And you've, you've cleaned yourself over and, and then immediately you start to sweat. Well, you, you won't have body odour for a couple of hours because the bacteria needs to work on that uh, sweat in order to make the body odour. The enzyme, which is called C-tylyase, facilitates the production of thioalcohols, a common culprit in body odour, from a few strains of bacteria belonging to the Staphylococcus family. So... Presumably, this uh, the, well, the, the co-author of the paper says, this is a key advancement in understanding how body odour works and with available development of targeted inhibitors that stop BO production at source without disrupting the armpit microbiome. Now, there's a concept. The uh, armpit microbiome, all the little tiny bugs living in your armpits. We often associate bacteria with the illness, but these BO-producing bacteria are part of your natural skin microbiome. The most common offender for getting a bit whiffy was found to be Staphylococcus hominis, a common and harmless resident on the skin of animals, including humans. The research also reveals this bioenzyme was present in this bacteria long before humans came along, meaning our primate ancestors were likely strutting about exuding the strong stuff. While unpleasant to the modern nose, strong smells in wild animals often serve an important purpose in societal communication. Yep. Fortunately, we've since evolved an elaborate language that negates the, weed, the need for under, communicative underarms. But for our early ancestors, a bit of B.O. could say a, a thousand words. So, and, and actually, the, the, side, the side thing to this story is actually the development of, um, and, uh, of, of body odor sprays and antiperspirants and everything was something that was effectively created by the advertising industry in the early 1900s. Before that, people were just not bothered by body odour because everybody had it. And it was only when the advertising industry came along and to sell antiperspirant and uh, and body perfumes, they advertised on the basis of saying, well, you know, if you don't cover, you cover up these smells, that's in some way unhygienic, that, that we ended up with a situation where we're all obsessed with cleanliness. Before that, everyone just smelt, smelt body o and body odor, and nobody bothered about it. Yeah, well, I like it the way it is now. <laughs> the body odor. You say that, but if you lived in the 1850s, you'd be humming along with the rest of them. Right, but the people that smelled the worst were probably going to die the earliest because they weren't cleaning themselves. They were way well, more no, apt is, to have the, the, the point. The point here. And, the point here is that the, the body odor itself is nothing to do with. Clean, with particular cleanliness or and in particular with any sort of disease it's just a natural process of um, bacteria working on the uh, on the on the sweat yeah i don't know you know we one of the things that me and julie and the kids are doing now is watching every season of the amazing race on amazon prime yep and it cracks me up when they go to india because they always complain about the smell of all the people 
It's overwhelming BO. Mm -hmm. And I don't ever want to go to India because of that, at least to the really popular areas. Yeah, but but billions of Indians live there and it doesn't bother them. How do you know it doesn't bother them? Because it doesn't bother them. Because the reason they all smell of BO is because everybody smells of BO and it doesn't bother them. There's not, there's nobody trying to cover it up. Until one of them yeah. comes here to America and they spend a year and then they go back and they're like, holy crap. Well, I, I, in fact, I have, I, I have a colleague who, who comes from India and has, uh, I'd, I'd be interested to, and his wife has as well, I'd be interested to have a conversation with him at some point back when we all get back to being together about whether he, you know, he uses those products here as a as a way of fitting in, or whether he now feels that's better or worse. I'd be interested to. That's a topic for another day. You know, I just anyway, I just found a a feature, and we use uh, Apple's Notes for our show notes. Yep. And I've got a lot of notes. <clears throat> unfortunately, I mean, one hundred twenty four. Yep. So when I fire up Notes. And we're going to put, you know, some links and stuff like that together. I always got to scroll down to see where it was. And we created this note in 2017. So it's way yeah. down the list. I just figured out how to pin it to the top. I was just going to say, why haven't you got it pinned to the top? I've had mine pinned to the top right from the beginning. Well, I, I respect the fact that you have your opinions, David. But <laughs> um, So let's talk about this my, giant Gundam robot, my which I think is cool and stupid at exactly the same time. Uh, yeah, they, Japan so has so, had for 35 years an obsession with giant monsters and Gundam, giant robots. <clears throat> yeah. It's been a thing in Japan forever. If you've ever watched um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which is actually takes a Japanese TV show and kind of puts story around it. Yeah, they took the all the actions and stuff. And, yeah. 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 But the thing is, is that um, the show that the show that. Um, Drives Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is a relatively small show in Japanese terms. The big one, the big daddy, as big as Godzilla is in the monster space, is Gundam in Japan, yep. which is a very similar concept. It's about, devi- you know, uh, heroes driving devices that can assemble into a giant walking robot yep. uh, that then proceeds, proceeds to beat up on things. Usually other giant robots. Yeah. So they're building a theme park for Gundam in uh, Japan uh, and one of the uh, things for this theme park is they are building a, a, a real Gundam a 60 foot robot um, this this park has been delayed by COVID as everything else but this this story you link to is basically well the headline is a 60 foot robot just took its first steps and that's this is where I start to have problems now so I found that to be an interesting headline and I read the, the link you put in our notes and then I watched the video and um yeah i was left somewhat underwhelmed yeah because this robot is not walking no it's all it's being held up it still doesn't they haven't really had the test of it actually walking under its own power and if it can hold (laughs) its own weight when you say they haven't really they haven't at all right yeah because this video is first of all is incredibly sped up you can tell from the clouds yep yeah so basically what they have is they have this robot no head on it that's attached to uh, kind of a, a, a structure. It looks a little bit like a Saturn V rocket yep. in a on on a on a, um, a it's scaffolding. A giant scaffolding. Yeah. Yeah. And they, there are guys messing with it. And then what you see is you see uh, a hatch open, and then one of the leg lifts up as if it was going to take a step. It doesn't actually take a step because it doesn't move. And this 
as I said, the video is is sped up. So actually, it's incredibly took, slow. Yeah, what took probably took fifteen minutes for this leg to rise. Yeah, a little bit and bend the knee. Um, in, in real time, is sped up a bit. So the robot doesn't walk. Yeah, it's really somewhat unimpressive. Yeah, because it not only does it doesn't walk, it doesn't appear to have any weight on the legs. Um, it's literally just a, mo- a, a motorized part. All right, a big one, but we've all seen big motorized parts move before. Yeah, um, and so this is not walking. It's not taking its first steps. This is actually really oversold in the headline. And then after you sent this to me, I thought, oh, well, maybe it's just this crappy website. No. Yeah. No. Here I am on Popular Mechanics. Yep. Headline. Watch engineers take their 60-foot-tall Gundam for a walk. Yep. And they don't do that. And uh, they don't. Um, mm. And then I, I looked at some newspapers, and it was all exactly the same. And this is what drives... You know, this is when I have some sympathy when certain members of your presidential administration go on about fake news, because it does exist. There are times loads of times in fact most of the time in our modern media when headlines in particular or the way a story is angled yeah is just the when you actually look at the story it's just not true they've just made it up yeah they've just exaggerated it way beyond hyperbole and it leaves you feeling disappointed and this is what annoys me about this because you know what ordinarily a giant 60 foot robot would be a really cool thing but don't tell us it's walking. Watch it go for a walk when that's nothing of the sort. Yeah, it's absolutely the most dull video I've seen in a long time. <laughs> it is yeah? pretty boring. It's like it, it is. moves its and, leg and a little bit of, and yeah. that's about it. Part of that, I mean, you know, maybe we're a bit more jaded now because we so see so many movies full of CGI where we see real walking robots and they look as realistic as if they were real. We've all seen Pacific Rim. We've all seen Godzilla. You know, um, God... There's so many giant walking robots. Pretty much a you know is is a subgenre in uh, in certain types of sci-fi and that sort of thing. Yep. You know, right all the way down to aliens back in the eighties and all of that. You know what? Perhaps even if this was walking like a robot in Pacific Rim, yeah, even then we might be jaded because we've seen it before. No, in, but there's a difference. You know, we we have yeah. that ability to go. Well, this is a movie. This is a computer. And but to actually see a real. 60 foot robot walking would be freaking amazing if you went to this theater or this uh theme park and this thing is safely well away from people obviously it's not walking down the tarmac next to people and you know you kill people um you would be like holy crap look at that but But here's here's the the things yeah go ahead i did what the journalist should have done which is i did a bit of background research before the show yep on what this robot is ultimately supposed to be able to do eventually. And guess what? It ain't going to be walking. It might take one or two steps away from that scaffold and then reverse back again. It is not going to be marching around on a big empty square with people watching it. But even even going to a a theme park and seeing a 60-foot robot would be pretty cool looking. I don't understand the whole Gundam thing. (laughs) I really don't. Look, I in, I kind of enjoyed the first Pacific Rim. I barely remember the seconds, which should I tell you yeah. all you need I don't to know. Think I, I don't think we even watched the second one, but but I tell you, Alexander was at the age when the first one came out that big big fighting robots was really cool, and yep. we enjoyed watching it together. It's the dumbest um, concept in the world. <laughs> it makes so, absolutely yeah. well, no yeah, sense. I, yeah, I, 
it's like, you know, if you've got, if you've got uh, missiles and tanks and planes and that sort of thing, the idea of building a really big, awkward humanoid robot that's going to fight other big humanoid things is kind of stupid. You're absolutely right. But you can't argue Not, the fact that watching two cool. giant machines fight each other no, is like hella cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> this is only cool if they actually have 60-foot giant robot boxing matches. That's the only time it's ever <laughs> going to be cool. But Pacific Rim stupidest concept in the world okay aliens come through some kind of a portal in the ocean they come up they start attacking for giant whatever monsters reason. Giant yeah monsters. they're not alien yeah they, they are alien monsters right. but the, the whole point is they are giant monsters yeah. they are and for some reason like godzilla regular weapons don't work against them but yet a giant robot with a sword though that's that's <laughs> the whole world gets behind this it's the dumbest shit ever really yeah, do, you, I, I do, think, do the people that made this movie not realize how fast and powerful a Sabbath shot out of an M1 tank is and what it could do to effectively, what, their their armor on the, 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 the natural armor on these monsters is such that that's not going to penetrate. But a giant robot has enough power. It, it's got more power in its punch than a tank Sabbath round. Are you retarded? <laughs> I mean, it's just the dumbest. dumbest. Uh, I, I'm it sorry, Tim. I, I, what, what I find most amusing about this is not your critique of the concept behind Pacific Rim, is the fact that you, as a sci fi geek fan, who will watch ships flying through hyperspace in Star Wars and. <laughs> Yes, I ha- all of that stuff, you know, guys fighting with laser swords, yeah, and then having special powers that they can move things around the room by sucking on an energy field. Right. Yeah, you're 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 all down with that, but giant fighting robots, no, that's just this a step too far. <laughs> because the problem you is, what? they set if this Obi-Wan in the modern Kenobi world. If Obi Wan Kenobi defeated the Emperor with a giant fighting robot, you would change your tune, I, my friend. No, I would not. I would think it was the dumbest thing ever. Um, I and and look, I I get Iron Man, I get that. You know, oh, Iron Man's all right as long as he stays diddy. If you blow him up to sixty foot, well, that's just unbelievable. That is. Well, no, it's not the fact that it's a giant robot. It's the fact that modern weapons don't hurt this these Godzilla guy lizard things. But yet, a fist of a giant robot—that's that's the way to go. It's the science behind it, David. It's the obviously yeah. science. Yeah. Yes. I mean, let's face it. You can shrink a, a nuclear reactor down to the size of a chess piece and give it no fuel, and it can power an armor-plated man yes. for hours and hours and hours. Yep. But you can't. Come on now. You, it's just stretches credibility. If you were going to build a robot that's sixty foot in size, or maybe even bigger, and have it fight a giant monster based on that technology, that's just ridiculous. It is because what they're saying, and they even said it, is that conventional weapons don't hurt the monsters. That's the part I have a problem with, and that the only thing that they could come up with is giant walking robots. That's the dumb part. Don't forget the sword. Don't forget the sword. With the sword. I just stretch his credibility. Everybody knows if you're going to fight a giant monster. You have to have a giant yeah, sword and a robot. You don't, you have you to. don't need a giant robot. Yeah, that's right. The giant, giant monsters. 
down with that. Right. But now let's let's launch some Godzilla F-16s. with a giant robot. We, we're going to launch some F-16s with some Sidewinder missiles, and we're going to have barbecue <laughs> later. Done. The problem's over. <laughs> nope, that doesn't work for some reason. The these rockets going they, at Mach 20, they, hitting this thing with an explosive charge, does nothing. But yet this giant no. fist holding a sword, that's the way. That'll that'll take it out. You know what? They didn't need the whole robot. All they needed to do was strap the giant fist with a sword in it, two missiles, right. and, and fire it. fired at, at him. Why, why, and why does it take two people together to power this thing? A 60-foot tall. What do you expect? You expect one guy to do that? It's not a load lifter, for God's sake. It's not a forklift truck. And they have to be in perfect sync. And, ugh, it's so stupid. Well, yeah, because, because you know, have you, have, you, have you never... Have you never participated in a three-legged race? It's basically the same thing as a sixty-foot robot controlled by two people. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> You've got it. If you three-legged race and you're not in sync, you ain't going nowhere. No, that's true. Yeah. Exactly now, so here's what here's, that would be even cooler if they fought the giant monster with a three-legged robot. <laughs> a three-legged robot in a big sack. Don't get me wrong. There, there are some aspects of the movie that are enjoyable <laughs> but, but no, you have there's to no, no three legs and there's no big sacks and it's obviously a lot of crap and, and look if this would have been set in some kind of alternate world where we didn't have <laughs> tanks and jets and <laughs> sidewinder <laughs> missiles no and... it's it's de- i mean if it's it's so much in the real world with its 60 foot robots and its giant monsters coming through an interspatial portal that it's virtually a documentary it it's not be. remotely yeah. alternate universe no. at all but they tried to set it in modern times that this is the world and then these portals start open and these giant robots co- or these giant aliens come through and start tearing shit up and there's just nothing we can do I think if anything, the last six months has proved to us is that whatever huge world-threatening challenge, will rise to the challenge. Uh, the, the world changes. The, uh, the 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 world is not remotely capable of doing the most. That's right. <laughs> the most simplest thing to actually fight it in a coordinated right. manner. <laughs> yeah. Because what would happen in real life is that nobody would build giant robots. No. Each country would try to build its own giant robot. Yeah. And probably fight the other ones at the same time. And then there would be people demonstrating saying, we don't need giant robots because they're going to be used to oppress the people. That's right. <laughs> don't use the tanks. That's don't, don't use the, the Apache helicopters to sit how there do, and does, light this thing how, up. Yeah. No. I, I just, you just not thought this through. How does the tank attack the giant monster when it's out at sea well they Tim. keep coming on the land if they just stayed out at sea who gives a shit but they you keep don't coming want them on to the get land. on the land though because they tend to tread on things yeah but if even if they do well there's a bunch of tanks there that's just going to light it up <laughs> like it's christmas tree and take it out i believe i believe that you are overestimating the power of the average tank um yeah you know what maybe if they built a giant tank into a robot and then had they it go out too. to see and fight the monster. They did that. Come on. Let's be honest. They they made the giant tank robots. Transformers. You know, they came out with a new Transformers on uh, Netflix. Uh, Alexander's been watching it. He quite enjoys it. Yeah, I watched it. It's not bad. Um, you got to forget everything you know about Transformers. It doesn't take place in the same history as all the other stuff. That is not a hard problem. That is not a hard problem to solve. I really what, what, what don't gets remember me is very much. They're, they're, they're sentient robots. Okay. Stupid concept. They can transform. They could transform. The name. But, and, and it's an alien civilization, and yet they have semi trucks. <laughs> well, they've they got to move stuff around just like anybody else. 
it's what do you expect them to do build giant robots to carry that stuff <laughs> they have giant robots in that too by the way what yes. and they can't carry anything yeah they're, oh, that's they're lousiest they're, they, they're impassive they don't care what's going on in the rest why, of the planet. I, I never understood why on cybertron yeah that you you will be walking along and you feel the need to transform presumably because it's in your nature yeah yeah why on a huge single robot planet you would feel the need to turn into a uh, a Camaro or a Pontiac Firebird. Yeah, a motorcycle. <laughs> Seemed a bit random, really. Yeah, we're going to you know, go... Wasn't, we're, wasn't the one who turned into a rifle? Yes. A big, giant rifle. Yeah. <laughs> That's useful if you're by yourself. Oh, crap. Someone want to pick me up, please? <laughs> he turns into a big giant rifle and he goes, somebody pick me up, point me at the nearest giant monster yeah. that's coming through in its natural portal. That's right. Because Tim tells me that I'm the only way of dealing with this. It's the only way. Only way to do it. And then here's the thing. When you feel pretty crappy if you're the robot that has to turn into a, a freaking scooter, <laughs> you know, your friends are flying in the air. They're getting from point A to point B in like eight seconds. And you're, you're, and you're, you're a little Honda scooter. Yeah, but the Honda scooters, they're like they're like the equivalent of an our society of an Uber driver or a, or a, or a, a Deliveroo driver. Guys, wait <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> That's right. They were never meant to be in the wall. They were just meant to keep everyone everyone fresh in pizza. That's it's all. The, the concept behind some of this, when you really start using your brain, is dumb. Um, it, I don't know. I, I can totally buy Star Wars. I can buy superheroes. I can buy all that. But... I don't know. Giant robots walking around beating up <laughs> monsters is a step too far for me. And to be fair to the Transformers, not really giant robots. They're big robots. They're not giant. Are you, are you saying that you can buy a Transformer, but you can't buy a, um, what were they called in um, in Pacific Rim? What were the names of the robots? I don't know. Uh, no, I, you know what, my I must be getting Alzheimer's because I'm really struggling to remember things today. Okay, so. or maybe I'm just tired. Giant Jaegers. They were called Jaegers. Yeah. yeah. So, so which is a German buy, word. You can't, which totally makes can't sense. Can't buy. Yeah, you can't buy a Jaeger, but you can buy a Transformer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can actually buy a Transformer. You Look, can't I, buy Jaegers because the movie wants that success. I, I get. I get the. You know, it's a cool concept. Well, it's robots that turn into stuff. It was a toy line. That's what it was all about. And then all the cartoon was made for was to sell more toys that's all it was yeah. and you know what as a kid that's fine you don't need more than that you know what that's that's fine but when yeah. they try to take it serious is when i'm like come on guys what are we doing here they're on another planet <laughs> far away and this dude is clearly a 1960s ambulance what the hell <laughs> stupid <laughs> you know you know because he knew that one day why does One this day, why does this robot have mufflers creature, for injured ears? creature small enough to go in the back why does course, yeah why did why no, do they no. have mufflers they run on this energon shit <laughs> why do you have a muffler why do you have a catalytic converter sitting there what is that about <laughs> <laughs> why, do you, why do you have tires why do you have tires and why do they say good year <laughs> can't you move faster and eat more easily as a robot why would you even change what why would you make rubber? What's that about? <laughs> it's a whole planet of metal, and why? What's the rubber about? Safe robot yeah. sex? <laughs> How do you reproduce? 
Why is this, why do you have a female uh, robot? Me, you do not want to go there because I guarantee you there's somewhere on the internet oh somebody God. has written written in depth about exactly what what might go on there. Why is it? Why, the, but why is there male and female robots? Are there? Well, yeah. I'm, I've never I've never really watched the cartoons, yeah. so in the movies I've only ever seen male robots. Yeah. Well, in this new oh, no, TV hang on. show, I'm talking I'm talking talking rubbish. In the in Bumblebee, there was a female one. Yes. She was the evil female. Well, yeah. still, well you said female, so yeah. Um, <laughs> that was for Lisa. I know she's listening. Um, yeah. No, it, it, it's why is there why is there different sex robots? Why do why why is why? Where does she carry the the baby robot? Well, uh, yeah, but also the whole thing is about they they're killing each other in the civil war, right? Yeah, how do you, how do you kill a robot? Because surely you can just rebuild the robot and then it's working again. It's a machine. It, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the movies they play pretty fast and loose with that. Is that you know, the the these transformers they're fighting other can take huge abuse, swords through each other, and everything until it's time for them to die, and then all of a sudden it becomes fatal. Whereas before that, it's been fine. And they always have their you know, eye, their uh, eyes light up, and then they do. They're, they're dead. <laughs> It's dead, right. Just change the bulbs and Optimus Prime is back. Wait, wait, Optimus wait. Pri- I've got a Duracell battery over here. We can save him. <clears throat> Optimus Prime, of course, is actually virtually immortal because no matter how many times he gets killed in those movies, he always comes back. Yeah. yeah. You know? it's Well, that's <laughs> true with, you know, everything. Because, yeah. let's be honest, there will be another Iron Man movie. Yeah, you think? Mm-hmm. 100%. Oh, but it won't be... It won't be Downey Jr. Oh, he'll come. He'll it's, it, in some way or another. He'll come back into the Marvel universe within five yeah. years from now. You'll see Tony Stark on screen, screen again, and I don't mean just as an AI or uh, a flashback. You'll see him back again. Okay. Yeah. Well, that kind of fits with the comics. So, with that, we're going to wrap up our uh, respect for the the Gundam robot episode. I- I hope our I hope our Pacific Rim levity compensated for the uh, serious forty five minutes at the beginning of yeah. the episode. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Well, in two weeks. See you next week on Tech Fan. Uh, see you then. Bye. <laughs>